and welcome to the Nerd Base Podcast. This is Chris. This is... Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I am. I'm Richard. Shut up. I'm uh, Richard. I'm not Richard. Then, I, I am Richard. We're all Richard. Oh, oh, what is that movie I'm thinking about now where they just kind of stood Malcolm up and X. said, Yes, Chris with I'm Malcolm X. Ryan, Richard, and Dave. No, you mean Spartacus. Dave, say your name. David, say your name. Dave. Say your name, say your name. Spartacus! So, guys, we have a very exciting announcement. Um, a, a little a little long time coming. This should have happened uh, a couple months ago, but there was all bugaboos involved in the, uh, uh, the mechanics of it. But we're having our very first official contest. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have an art contest. So we got a little bit of support from uh, DC Comics. And uh, it was at Junko Toys who make the uh, DC slash Domo um, vinyl figures. Which is not uh, as which, weird a combination as yeah. you might think. It's actually quite attractive. Funko Toys. Funko. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I messed that up. Um, so yeah, Funko Toys and DC Comics have joined up, and uh, and I guess uh, Nippon TV. What is what is Domo from? I don't remember. I'm not 100. I was having this conversation NHK. before, actually. The, NHK. Yeah, NHK. You're right. You're right. So they've all teamed up and made these really cool. Everybody loves Domo. Even 7-Eleven had his own Domo series of, of cups. Uh, Domo Kun, the little brown monster that goes ah, but he's really sweet and cool and cute. What does he do? And you know, Domo Kun is Mister. Thank you. So that's cute in and of, in and of itself. This is cool. Copyright is Domo Production Committee. I know, right? <laughs> they have to decide what is good for Domo. But I call this meeting of the Domo Production Committee to order. <laughs> <laughs> so shall he make this space? <laughs> Bully! <laughs> Bully! I'm sorry. Brilliant. So yeah. So um, DC has has. Give us a little bit of a of a, of a pseudo semi sponsorship uh, in terms of promoting their new line of vinyl figures. Uh, new, they've been out for about a little over a month now, um, but it's really cool. It's basically Domo Kun dressed up as popular DC characters like Batman, Superman, Two Face, The Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, what have you. So we have five figures. I'm not going to tell you which ones we have right now, but we're going to have an art contest. And this is a full medium art contest. Every medium is open. Whether you want to do it in pencils, pens, Semen. watercolors, don't be disgusting. <laughs> uh, and, and if you don't have actual art skills, but say you're good with a computer, you could submit artwork in MS Paint, uh, Photoshop, what have you. Be imaginative and somehow take DC comic characters and Domokun and merge them together. Whether it be Domo saving the day as Superman, whether it be the Justice League fighting against the giant world-destroying Domo-kun, whether it be uh, a team-up with Wonder Woman and Domo-kun versus Doomsday. Whatever you want or whatever you think that your, imagine bring, your imagination brings to life that would team up Domo-kun with DC Comics characters, pull it together in some art form and submit it. Uh, the grand prize winner is going to get... Um, Basically, you're going to get... We have five different of these figures. All five different characters. Um, the winner's going to get to choose which characters he wants of the first two. Uh, we'll pay for shipping to ship it out he to you. He or she. He or she. Thank you. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to be sexist. Uh, um, and, you know, I, I'm going to throw in a, a little something extra with that. With your grand prize winner, you're not going to just going to get the two domas. You're going to get a little something special. 
Um, maybe maybe we'll even not only give you something special, maybe we'll have you Skype in for one of the podcasts. That might be exciting, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or a spicy meat stick. Or a spicy meat stick. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, Slim Jim. Yeah. I don't know why it's called that. So uh, uh, shave your ass because Brian's body is ready. Anyway, that was disgusting. What? We shouldn't. We shouldn't be saying that. Um, wow. But this is a, this is a an explicit podcast. So uh, hey, man, it goes. Uh, second prize winner is going to get uh, whichever two domos I pick. Third prize winner will get one domo and a drunken Chris and a drunken Chris writing. Uh, I know, and I'm going to write a personalized. Handwritten. I'm gonna go out to Hallmark and I'll buy you each a card that I'm gonna send with each of those. Mm, that's really nice. That's yeah. really sweet. thoughtful. And you know what? We, we'll all sign it, and maybe we'll yeah. maybe we'll throw in like a, a sexy picture of Brian in a swimsuit. Sometimes mm. I just like to buy a card that says, you know, Thanks. hey, hey, thinking about you, <laughs> thinking hey. about you, thinking about Never you. Never met you, but I'm thinking about you. <laughs> Uh, hey, I just met you. I got this card. For oh, this no. is one. I got this card from my parents once. It was just a dog and a cat, and it said, "You open up the card, and it says, I have to pee.'" <laughs> that, that's kind of a. And I sent so, it. To, I sent it to my parents, and they were. So like, you know what? I don't know what's wrong with we're, you. We're gonna, uh, 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 we're gonna go out to find the funniest card we can get. We're gonna include a card with each one of these domos. So what you're gonna do? What your part of this contest is? Is you, the listener slash reader slash viewer slash whatever you want to call yourself, you. Who is currently listening to me tell this to you right now? Are going to make some piece of really cool, imaginative, fun, uh, domo and DC artwork, including both Domokun and any character you want for the DC universe. The more imaginative, the better. And you're going to submit it to info at nerd-base.com. That's I N F O. The little at symbol. What is that name? Uh, no, that's no. Not the no, it's an ad symbol. An Nerd, N E R D, dash, the little hyphen, base, B A S E, dot, which is also called a period, com, C O M, which is not too different from my initial. Well, now you're just getting condescending. I am really. just getting, I am. <laughs> but you never know. Sometimes people, you know. Anyway, point of the matter is info at nerdbase.com. Um, send us your submissions. We will judge them and pick the best. You will be judged. <laughs> uh, all submissions, almost all submissions, all PG-rated submissions PG-13, will be PG-13. Okay, all PG-13-rated submissions will be posted on the site. Um, R and X-rated positions are accepted for our amusement, but uh, just, yeah, we're not going to post those because I don't want somebody from D.C. saying... Hey, you know, uh, it's not cool that you let this up on your site. Uh, you know, we want to see those things just for our own amusement because we're all a bunch of dirty bastards. If, if there's too much but, gun violence in one of their pictures, does that make it rated R? Hmm. No. No. Because, you know, there's a lot of gun I, violence in DC Comics. I think we're more thinking of nudity we'll say, slash okay. vulgarity. Any, yeah, That's like anything kinda... that could show up in DC Comics. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I think well, that's probably... <laughs> I don't know, in the new 52... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sexism, no, no sexism, and 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 sex doesn't exist in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, that's true. No, it's not true at all. It's, it's rampant. You, but anyway, so show us your, your best judgments. So show us your work. Yes, thank you, Brian. So show us your work, uh, and win some really cool toys. And mind you, these are not going to be the little blind box like three inch domos that you'll find in stores. These are really nice. I think they're about four to five inches tall, uh, with a clear plastic box casing so they're really really cool i actually 
I wish I could keep them myself. Myself, uh, mm. me and my other personalities wishes that we could keep <laughs> them. Um, but no, we those are for you. Those are for you guys. You guys are awesome listeners. And, so and like in Romancing the Stone, there might be a gem inside one of them. If you break it. There might be a gem. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Who knows what these crappy wait. DC people do. Quart, quart, quartz is technically a gem, right? I guess so. It's like, like go yeah. I, 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 Why not? I guess that by that definition, salt is a gem. Ah, <laughs> you'll get some salt. So demons will not take your domo in the shipping. Mm. But anyway, yes, submit info at nerd-base.com. Submit your artwork, DC and domo code. Make it awesome. And do, that's it. Do they have a date that they have to submit it by? Like, contest uh, end date? We'll say by the end of uh, June. That's coming up okay. real soon. So, wait, wait. What's... So that's two weeks. Yeah, it's two well, weeks. Well, when it's are you releasing weeks, this? Weeks. Two weeks. I'm, I'm putting this up tomorrow night, on Friday. Uh, All right. This June 13th. Episode. All right, two so weeks. So you, you guys have... Yeah, well, I'm going to put... Uh, okay. Truth told here, because Brian can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> Brian's had a little too much sangria. Brian's had a little too much This sangria. is our seventh episode for the night. No, this is actually... I actually don't even know who I am right now. No, we're, um... I'm Brian and I fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Brian uh, and I fucked up this message. I, I personally felt that I don't want to do a podcast that's an hour and a half again. As much fun as the last one was, I'd really rather not do that again. So, I broke tonight's podcast into two. Because we did have a lot of information to cover. Uh, last podcast that we recorded, well, the first podcast that we recorded this evening was all our E3 coverage, uh, which was important to cover, and it was a really focused podcast. Um, but this one, there's a lot more that we wanted to say, so this one's going to be a little more freeform. Yeah. Plus, we didn't even touch on the contest, and that's something I really wanted to get at, at the beginning of the podcast for the people that uh, only have a little bit of time to listen. So, so we have to give people time to listen to the last podcast, then to this podcast, and then turn in their artwork. They, well, July they 15. also may not want to listen to video games, so they well, may skip it because it's E3 and they may not care. You're right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because, I mean, we don't post much video game stuff on the site. We post a lot of movies. I actually got an email from some guy that works for Direct TV uh, today. I don't know if you guys saw the infographic I posted. It was actually no. really cool, speaking of superheroes. So um, this is the second uh, ad I got from somebody over at Direct TV. Uh, their creative offices evidently love our site. What? <laughs> they, right. Actually, it's the third awesome. email, the second contribution they've sent since hmm. the start, since before you guys even worked on the site with me. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, they sent me this infographic. Uh, it's basically, uh, it's, a, it's a really neat infographic. It's If you go to the site, nerd-base.com, uh, it's, you know, whenever you listen to this, it's, uh, I think, superhero, like, let me pull it up. So, Maybe it's just a computer with tennis shoes that's sending us this stuff. No, <laughs> it is not Kurt Russell, you weenie. You know, like, I mean, it sounds like this is just a computer that has to do a lot of computations during the day and has decided to send us infographics every now and then. Well, it, it's, like, it's, to it's break up the monotony of its of its computations. So anyway, it's it's, it's <laughs> they said this name. They sent us an in- infographic called Building Better Superheroes. Oh, that was from them? Yeah. I had no idea. The infographic was from- Oh, and it actually did hot. say Direct... Oh, Direct 2 TV. 
I thought you were I thought you were talking about like DirecTV, like the satellite company. That's, it, it, that's it, why it, I was it, going it's, in it's the direction basically, I was. It's basically it's one of their it's one of their licensed retailers of DirecTV. Uh, okay. It's one of the biggest retailers they have. I think. Yeah, actually, you know, so and I have this heard is of them. the second one they sent to us hmm. uh, that I posted. The first one was a, a thing of like real science fiction versus fiction science fiction. Um, so this one compare and contrast like the actors who played major superheroes in cinema over the years. So it has the first one is Superman, of course. You have Christopher Reeves uh, versus uh, Henry Cavill, who plays Superman in the new Man of Steel movie, which actually comes out tonight slash tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, like Christopher Reeves uh, was six foot three, 219 pounds. Henry Cavill was six foot one, 219 pounds. You know, Chris Reeves, they gave his workout regimen, regime and uh, you know the fact that he was trained by uh, David slash uh, David quote Darth Vader Prowse, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, versus Henry Cavill, who he did, does a more hardcore um, workout and trained by an MMA fighter. Excelsior trait. That's a Marvel thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I know, uh, but they, uh, come on. Uh, that's fun. Right. It's a comic book thing. Right. They also showed uh, Lou Ferrigno, I think, in that same thing was uh, yeah, trained by that right. Darth Vader dude. Exactly. So, I mean, they have Michael Keaton versus Christian Bale, Lou Frigno versus CGI. By, by way, I, don't, I don't agree with who they decided to be the winners on some of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily agree. The Spider-Man one... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, it's, it's a beautiful out. infographic. Now, though. as a enormous Spider-Man fan, I, I would love... Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Has been for almost my entire life since I've been reading comics I was about like five years old so okay Tobey Maguire made a better Peter Parker yeah Andrew Garfield makes a better Spider-Man fair enough no, I'm completely I believe they're claiming in that uh, I haven't I looked at it earlier that that uh, that Peter Parker was not the uh, Tobey Maguire was not the better Peter Parker is that right well, they're stupid. They are. I agree. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, that's the thing. It's like Tobey Maguire was like the quintessential Peter Parker. He like, was he felt like Peter Parker to me completely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think Andrew Garfield's character felt more like what Spider-Man felt like because he had more confidence and everything else going for him and everything. His body type was just better looking, I thought, in the yeah, Spider for, costume, right? Exactly. Spider-Man costume. Okay. <laughs> Listen, the way he fought was Spider-Man. No, it, it's the difference quintessentially. Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> Turn off the dark. Okay. So, um Point what of the matter that, what is What does that even mean, man? Point of the what matter does that is, even mean? It's really cool that we've actually had people that that, that look at the site and actually have contributed and I, we don't have that enough and I, I I would like to see more people Say, hey man, I really love your site. Um, me and my crew made this. Uh, which post it? Can you and that, that though? That's pretty much yeah. Oh. That's what they did. They they I have I have the email address right on the site. You know I have it on the Tumblr account. I have it on our Twitter account. I have it on our Facebook. I mean, one way or the other, people can get in touch with us and submit. And that's what these guys did. And they submitted that infographic, which is really beautifully done. You oh, know? actually, and. Uh, Odd time to bring it up. I probably could have brought this up at another point, but fuck it, why not? Uh, I have a friend that lived, well, multiple friends that live in San Diego because I just live in San Diego. But uh, one of my friends that. Did you work does, at the zoo? No. <laughs> I was just too young for all that. Anyway, one of my friends uh, that does photography on the side, who's going to San Diego Comic Con, I asked to 
take a bunch of photos for me if he can and uh, you know hopefully give it to us so that we can post it up on the sites during when the convention's happening or after the convention's over or whatever so that we could have some like San Diego Comic Con coverage also just as far as like cosplay and other things go. Oh so, banging yeah. Yeah. So you actually, actually have gone there. in the past right? Oh I've gone multiple oh. I've gone a few times. I, I, the last time I went was probably three or four years ago now. It's been a little bit. Like, I keep wanting to go back, but they made the process of getting tickets so convoluted now for an outsider that it's hard. And I might be able to get tickets through another source. Um, I haven't tried that route yet, just because almost every summer over the last few years I've been busy with something else going on. I am usually just moving, so it's hard. But maybe next year I can hopefully go again. I am just thinking that they make you do that like thing that Jackie Chan does in like Young Master or whatever, where they like make him crawl through the like the older guy's legs. <laughs> you have to do. You have to do a night slap him in the ass you know, <laughs> as he goes underneath. You have to do push-ups where you keep your fingers all up and they put hard-boiled eggs under your hands. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, if you collapse, you know you're gonna crush the eggs yeah. and you can't get your tickets. Mm. That's uh, Jesus. I mean. That, <laughs> That's, a, that's what they should do. They should who who is fan enough to I like climb up these like that. these mountainside steps, carrying these buckets full of water. You know, <laughs> that is almost easier than who is willing to go through endurance training. Who's gonna uh, you know? Let's only give uh, the people who actually not only compete in but complete the like tough mutter competition. I, I, so Richard was in the. I mean, I honestly hear I, I, I'm. Kind of lost interest in going to San Diego because I hear it's just so much of a fucking madhouse. There's too many people there anyway. The last few times I've been there, it has been very crowded. I'd still say it's enjoyable as all hell as far as any, like if you're into to different TV shows, different movies, and everything else, the amount of stuff that you can get to do is amazing. But yes, holy crap, it is friggin' crowded as all hell. Like, it's it's it is madness and it's giant. So, like walking from one end to the other in New York Comic Con is really rough. In some cases, on Saturdays, it's horrendous. Um, I'd say San Diego Comic Con because of its it's actually layout like it's a huge convention center. Mm. It's great, but Jeebus, if you've got to walk from one end to the other, when if there's no one there, it still takes 15 minutes because it's so big. Well, didn't, didn't you tell me that place. you were in line for, like, Mike Mignola's autograph for, like, an hour and a half before you realized that somebody had their thumb up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What? I wish. No, maybe maybe that was somebody else. One of the things, actually, like, I went to, like, um, the final loss panel that they had at the San Diego Comic-Con, and that was one of those events where... I, I basically got up at like 3.30 in the morning to go outside, to go stand it, to go wait in line with everyone else <laughs> that was already waiting to go into the into the whole Actually, the craziest thing I ever saw at San Diego Comic Con was for a Twilight panel. And as we were leaving the comic convention you the said. night before at like 7.30, 8 o'clock... There are people already waiting in line 
at 8 p.m. Oh, that day for the next friggin' morning. That's what it was. I was not in line. How many were in front of you? You, you were I waiting for Kristen Stewart to show up, and you, you were like, you half fell asleep online for the Twilight panel, and you told me Michael Rooker was licking the back of your neck. I wish. I think, I think, that, was, I think that was it. She's my soul sister. Stewart yeah. and Stewart. But it, that's hey, one of the Stewart, major... Stu, back together again. <laughs> we like to hang out and blink at each other. <laughs> like we're having seizures. That, that is the major problem with the New York, uh, San Diego Comic Con versus New York Comic Con, though, is that well, if New you York's want to do out. something, it's, but it's not to the point where, holy crap, someone's waiting outside the night before for a panel. <laughs> Question. Could you have solved the issue by bringing your own Segway or wheelies, which are those wheels that are on shoes. It wouldn't have helped Heelys. any. Heelys. Heelys. I actually I had a pair. You would have been able to traverse more ground more oh, quickly. Oh, no, 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 no. no uh, well, maybe when it was completely empty. Like, literally, like, if it, it just from one end to the other of the convention center, the convention center is friggin' giant. So, it, if you can get there faster, so be it. But, you know, if there's people there, you can't it's not going to help you any. Like, it, it's way too crowded when there are people there to just move freely. So, no. <laughs> and God forbid Bruce Valanche shows up. What? It becomes a mob scene. So, anyway. But I am looking to go back at some point soon, hopefully. Just also to visit friends and whatever. Family but, guy or yes. some 80s reference. Bruce Valanche is a comedy writer. I know, I know. But Bruce Valanche is like a Hollywood Square joke <laughs> from... I'm, I'm not making Paul Lind comments here. <laughs> right, right. We should make more Paul Lind comments, though. Yeah, I, I think you're right, to be honest with you. I'm behind I that. think they fall into a similar category. No, only one could be Charles Nelson Riley. Thank you. Fair enough. Yeah, Charles Nelson Riley. He's <laughs> a man. He can't feel. Okay. Um, little, Things. Little Dead Milkman uh, in reference there. Oh, yeah, you saw a movie, right? Yes, I did. Oh. Star studded. My gods. This is the end. Oh no, the podcast is over. Thanks for coming, everyone. No, the podcast isn't over. Well, it was fun, guys. See you later. Guys, guys. Stay tuned. That's the name of the movie. Oh. The movie is called This Is The End. Oh, thanks for coming to the podcast, guys. (laughs) No, Brian. (laughs) You're not getting it. This isn't the end of the podcast. There is a movie called, quote, this is the end, unquote. Fair enough. Did I catch you? It really doesn't need the quotes. All right. <laughs> I italicize. I italicize. Whatever. Wait, italicize. Watch my fingers. I'm going to tilt my fingers to the side. And in between my fingers, I'm going to point my mouth and say, this is the end. Mm. Oh, I've never seen that. Does before. that help? I can understand why it's never been done before. Those people are very unattractive. It's awful. <laughs> I'm, 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 not a, movie. I'm not a handsome man. Was Ava anyway. good in it? Ava good He might have been. Okay. I'm because okay. this is the end, in case you don't know, and if you don't know, duh. But, uh, <laughs> this is the end is one of those fantastic movies where it's just like, um, well, I guess maybe this is a more uh, odd reference, but have you seen uh, Ricky Gervais's shows where, uh, like, extras, Ricky yeah, Gervais's extras, mm-hmm. where he has actors play exaggerating versions of themselves. Yeah. So This is the End is a story about Seth Rogen and his friend Jay, who uh, has been in many of his movies, many of the... Um, Marshall? 
Baruchel, mm. I think, yeah, I can remember his Jay last name. Jay Baruchel, I think, yeah. So, uh, Jay Baruchel comes down from Canada to visit Seth at his new place, and they smoke pot, and they fuck around and play video games and watch movies, because they're old friends and they just want to hang out, and Jay really hates L.A. Mm. So, he just wants to hang out with, with his old best friend and have a good time. But then Seth's like, oh man, uh, James Franco uh, is having his housewarming party tonight. And I told him we'd stop by. And Jay's like, oh man, that sucks. And he's like, that sucks. He's like, I, I don't like those guys. These, these guys are kind of dicks. They're weird Hollywood types. And, and he's like, no, no, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Trust me, I won't ditch you. I won't ditch you. And he's like, no. Nah. He's like, just, just come on. And like, all right, fine. So um, they get to the party. And everybody's there, and Jonah Hill's there. Jonah Hill's this complete sweetheart, and Jay's like, no, he's such a dick. He's like, no, Jonah's the sweetest guy in the world. And the entire movie, Jonah really is, like, the sweetest guy. He's, like, this cuddly little thing. He is a sweet guy. Um, Everything I've heard about him. But Jay just fucking hates him. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to spoil the entire movie, but that's a very major plot point, Mm. and it becomes hilarious. But at some point, Jay... Uh, just gets irritated and he's got to walk out and go have a cigarette. Sounds and, like he's uh, jealous, man. Sounds like he's just jealous. He might be a little jealous. You might be right. You might be right. Or or he banged his sister. Like or something. elitist or something. <laughs> what have you. So Jay decides to go. He's like, dude, um, I need a pack of cigarettes. And, you know, uh, James Franco's like, oh, just, yeah, just go down the street. It's like four blocks down that way. He's like, Seth, you coming? He's like, no, no. I'll be there in a minute. I'm just going to finish smoking more pot. Hmm. So, Jay goes down the street to a convenience store. Seth manages to catch up to him. Um, next thing you know, like, it's fucking, is it an earthquake? What just happened? Everybody's knocked down, knocked back, fucking shelves are throwing over. And Jay sees these beams of light. Take these people. And bring them up to heaven, these blue beams of light. Wow. And everything else sets up flame. I mean, like, I fire. I had no idea people, that this was a rapture film. People, That's awesome. people dying, <laughs> you know, left and right, fucking demon roars and all this crazy shit. Um, and, and, and basically, yeah. So they run back to James Franco's house, where the party is, and when they first get back there, nobody believes him. He's like, no, guys, guys, this, this shit happened. Fucking beams of, of blue light came, took people, brought them up to the sky. The, everything's on fire. Oh, my God. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. They're all drunk or stoned or what have you. I mean, Michael Sarah's there fucking doing blow. Uh, Emma Watson's hanging out. Uh, Craig Robinson's... But not to give away the character. whole movie. Uh, I won't. Trust me. I won't. I assure you, there was so much to this movie that had me, like, fucking dying. That I'm just telling you, like, the first five minutes... Just to set up what this movie is about and where it goes and how it feels. So, you know, you have all these, like, I mean, there's, uh, Paul Rudd shows up for five minutes in the movie. Not even five mm. minutes. Like, he just shows up. Like, hey, I'm Paul Rudd. You know, I've got something. He's got, like, a big wooden dick or something. <laughs> um, just random. Just random stars permeate this film. Rihanna's in it, for God's sakes. Why? Uh, just because. Don't worry. She's only in it for about five minutes. Um... Is there a Chris Brown joke? <laughs> you know, there's not. Oddly That's enough. good. That's good. But uh, I will say this: uh, Rihanna does get beat in uh, this movie. Oddly enough, she has a real sense of humor about that for some reason. Yeah, she does. 
If you're going to pay someone a lot of money, maybe they'll be like, oh. So, anyway, (laughs) another big explosion happens, and everybody's panicking, and James is like, no, no, this is a new house, it's earthquake-proof, great foundation, blah, 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 blah. And they open the doors, and it's just, the Hollywood Hills are on fire, Mm. everything's dying, they all go out in the front, everybody's panicking, James is like, no, get back in the house, get back in the house. I was like... A sinkhole opens up and swallows half the guests. You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot more intricate death scenes and gore and violence. Weird. And really, really, really dirty humor in this movie. Awesome. Uh, But the rest of the film, past these first five, ten minutes, is about a group of them surviving the apocalypse. Or, Mm. or, Or not surviving the apocalypse. Or what happens when they encounter demons... Or people get possessed. That's so interesting. None of that's in the trailer. And I'm glad because I don't. uh, That's awesome. Like, like, it's like I didn't even think about the fact that oh, maybe this is part of like the rapture or something like that. And when you said it, it's like holy shit, that kind of blows my mind that that's what this is actually about. And I kind of want to ask more, but a part of me is like, screw it, no, no, I'm I'm not going to tell you. I want to go see the rest of this movie now. I mean, I I will say one thing. Go ahead. Um. The best part about this movie is unlike so many comedies that have come out in the past 10 years, and honestly, the last one that I could think of that really did this to me was Anchorman. Mm. The last movie where I said, oh my god, this trailer is hilarious, but you know they probably showed all the funny parts in this trailer and everything else is going to be stupid. This movie, the parts in the trailer that everybody found hilarious are the lamest fucking parts of the movie. Mm. Everything that you don't see in the trailer is ten times more hilarious. So, what you know, following that, that what are some of the other trailers that we've come across that just completely do not capture what the movies are about? Well, that's a completely different topic of conversation, and we will hold on to that before Brian asks his question until after Brian asks. I just want to know a little bit more about Franco because I find Franco fascinating, but not really as an actor, more um, as his persona. Like he has a museum. He has a museum that doesn't exist. And that, you can donate okay, to time it. Stop, stop, stop. Right there. Stop right there. That very line, what you exactly what you just said, plays into something in the movie. Oh, that's hmm. fantastic. So that very, so, very line plays into something in the movie. And I will not say any more about this movie. Mm, I will not say happy. another word. I'm going to be happy, I think. Uh, it was easily, easily, easily... The best comedy, at least of this year, uh, more so that I can remember seeing for a very, very long time. Mm. I have not seen a movie where I did not stop laughing constantly throughout the entire film. Is Battle Pope in it? <laughs> uh, actually, he's not answering. <laughs> yes. Close. Close. Oh my goodness. Uh, not Battle Pope is in it. Zombie Jesus. <laughs> I'll say that. Zombie Jesus. Uh, no, but there is uh, uh, there's tons of tons tons of hilarious cameos uh one particular cameo which you will not expect but you will probably find to be the funniest cameo in the movie um and it comes out of nowhere Mm. and uh it's fantastic so that's it that's it that's enough about this is the end go see that movie for the love of god if you have a funny bone if you think you have a funny bone if you think you have a funny bone and you go to this movie and you don't fucking laugh I'm sorry, but you just, you don't know what comedy is. You need is. to go see a doctor. You need to go talk to a psychiatrist and figure out what went wrong in your life that you don't find this movie humorous. Mm. Do you have to find a you funny saw, psychiatrist? 
Um, you might actually even need x-rays because there's probably a high possibility, very likely, something large and obtrusive and painful stuck up your ass. Mm. If Answer. you do, yeah, I mean, uh, there's <laughs> probably <of> Patch Adams. <laughs> there's probably yeah, yeah. There, yeah, it's awful. Anyway, so uh, it sounds. David good. had a question. David had a great question, uh, and I, I wish you had. I wish you had posed this to me with some research, so some time to really think I, about. I, it. Yeah, I have one. Holy in my shit! Mind. I know there's a bunch, but I can't uh, think of any at the top of my I head. I got one in my mind. Um, it, okay. The movie, uh, The Frighteners. Frighteners? Oh, yes. Right? Mm. When I saw that trailer, you're like, oh, this is a comedy. This is really funny. you know. And then you go see the movie, and it's a horror. It's the opposite yeah. of what you think it is. It's a pretty dark movie. Yeah. 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 It's just like one Peter of those... Jackson. Peter the Hobbit Jackson. I do like it, though. I do like the Frighteners. Yeah. Frighteners is great. And, and if you think about it, it's actually the sequel to Sixth Sense. <laughs> the little kid grows up and becomes... Uh, uh, What's his name? Michael J. Fox. That's pretty good. <laughs> Did you guys read that that M. Night Ghost wrote She's All yeah. That? What, uh, I know. Oh, I saw that so, this afternoon, yeah. And uh, actually, at New York Comic Con a few years ago, like, he had a panel. And I swear, I feel like he said it during the panel. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I never saw that film. And I didn't think it was a big deal at the time. It was just one of those, like, all right, yeah, you might have kind of wrote... She's all that. People... Or he at least mentioned it, but I don't know if he actually even admitted to writing it, but he talked about it. students study that film in their screenwriting class as the example of the film not to write. <laughs> it is very formulaic, so yes, it works in that regard, but it is, it is awful. Mm. It, I've never watched it, so I can't comment as far as how good it may or may not be. I'm sure it is shit. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do like the fact that you know, like that someone like M. Uh, Night, who's had so much power in Hollywood, had to start there. I like the fact that Charlie Kaufman, who wrote all these great, like really complex movies, and he directed his own, he co he wrote Kung Fu Panda two. You know. Mm. Like, to pay the bills, he wrote Kung Fu Panda 2. Which wasn't bad, by the way, having to have it, having like, to take a kid to go David see David LeMay or whatever wrote Madagascar 3 or whatever. I forget what, who wrote that one. But oh, right, that person shoot himself. But like Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin. No, I don't think so. I don't think it actually was him. But it's someone on the caliber of him. You know, it's like an Oscar winner. Hmm. Oscar winners are writing DreamWorks movies. You know what I mean? Which, and it, as a so, um, I you know, in dating Laura these past three years, she has a kid that's who I take to see various kid movies every so often. As um, an excuse, uh, Richard found a girl, uh, with a child that he can take to kid movies so he doesn't have to say, hey, no, he screwed it up though, he screwed it up because uh, I because Richard introduced this kid to the Star Wars movies and he started with episode one. Wait, what? Yes, that's a... that. Hold on, we'll get to that in a second. That was an experiment, but... <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good to know Science. that you're experimenting on some woman's daughter who you... Uh, but no, but it, we'll, we'll go see, like, kids' movies or whatever. And sometimes they're really enjoyable, and sometimes they're Madagascar 3. So, there's... <laughs> like, I, I... Kung Fu Panda 2? You know, all right. 
right, I had fun during it. It was like, all right, I can enjoy it, sit through it, and watch it for what it is. Madagascar 3, I realize that I'm not the demographic for it, but a lot of times during these movies that are made for kids, you can still enjoy them for what they are. That was not one of them. <laughs> I think that movie is summed up by the fact that the DVD came with a rainbow wig. Mm. <laughs> well, it, it, and that apparently was something that Chris Rock had ad-libbed but became one of the most important things in the friggin' film. Like, Wait, which kind of tells you, like, oh, whoever wrote it didn't... That was the Afro Circus thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He I always that thought that was a little thing. racist. No, he, he ad-libbed it, apparently. Like, he made that whole thing up on his own. I think it's, I think it's progressive. <laughs> there were no African-American clowns during that time. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't there? I mean, they wore face paint, we couldn't tell. It's mm. true. Very, it's, it's very possible there were African American clowns. I'm sure there were. Uh, but but to so go the best comedians. Not until Crump and Bill Cosby, really become Eddie, a, Eddie Murphy. Did it really become a movement? <laughs> what happened to Eddie Murphy? Hmm. Uh, trannies. Ah. Oh, right. <laughs> well, uh, you know what I loved him in was Bowfinger, where he was making fun of his personality. Oh my God, Bowfinger was you know, amazing. I've never seen that film. I gotta oh, go check it out. But no, recently I was uh, I was on YouTube and I was looking up clips of uh, his comedy special Delirious, which is actually one of the very, very first comedy albums I ever listened to. Mm. And it was funny because this one kid that lived up the street from me at the time, and I was maybe six years old, uh, his older brother had gotten a copy of this on, on LP, on record, on vinyl. And uh, neither my mother nor his mom would let us listen to it, mm. but... His mom had gone away for the day, and he borrowed it from his brother, who went out. We went to his house from like listening to it, and like you know, one of us was I was actually sitting by the window to make sure she didn't pull her car up in the driveway, and we died. We lost it, and it's still hilarious today. Yeah. I mean, people still, still quote up. that today. Still holds. Oh God, yes. I mean, you know, uh, what is like you know, Goonie Google. Yeah. The fuck but- is Goonie Google, guys? <laughs> I mean, you know, that, uh, or his, his aunt phone now, so it was like, my shoe! Or the, um, you know, his, when he talking about his brother taking a shit in the bathtub, or sticking, no, it was just taking a shit in the bathtub, it was, uh, playing with the G.I. Joes, and he would stick a G.I. Joe up in his ass, he was like, and now G.I. Joe goes underwater, and G.I. Joe, Joe goes to discover a cave, and then G.I. Joe got stuck, and G.I. Joe got stuck underwater, and then, oh yeah, when I was like, like he was doing that, and then his brother took a shit in the tub, and he's like, and then a big brown shark came, and Eddie jumps up and screams, and goes, ah, and cracks his eye open on the soap dish, and his dad comes in, he's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm sitting there with blood coming out of my eye, and my brother's got a G.I. Joe stuck up his ass, and a turd in the water. So, that's hilarious. That holds up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ice cream, like, you know, I got the mask. Turds are always yeah. funny. Yeah, Turds are forever. You know, classic. And kids still do that today, actually. I saw, when I was living in Rutherford, I saw some kid... Stick a G.I. Joe up his ass and shit the pool? Was it one no. of those big G.I. Joes that they sell now? I moved on from the G.I. Joe butt pooping thing. Um, this is when, <laughs> when, this is when kids ass? are basically really <laughs> evil and they, che- they tease other children. Mm. So when the ice cream truck... Ice cream truck comes wow the wine is really just hit me so when the ice cream truck comes and like you have the one kid who happens to have a fiber in his pocket buy some ice cream for himself and his friend and then you have another kid who's standing on the side excited that the ice cream truck is there but doesn't have any money to buy the ice cream what do these kids who just bought some ice cream do 
Do they offer their rice cream to the kid who's uh, less fortunate to no. them? Or do they tease him mercilessly? I saw this happen. <laughs> These kids are like, oh, what? You Chris, want some ice cream? Chris, Did you want some of this? Ah. Chris, were you that David. little kid without ice cream? <laughs> no, I was like, I fucking shoved the other kid down by the face, and I, I was like, you made a fucking ice cream, punk. I think this is going to become a weekly thing with us, but I remember VHS stores. One of the first VHS they had was Eddie Murphy Raw. Mm. Eddie Murphy Raw was good, too. Yeah. yeah. Not as good as Delirious, but... It was like one of like three or four. Like, yeah. that was all you could yeah. rent. <laughs> you could rent Eddie Murphy <laughs> Raw, Troll, or... Michael Jackson's Thriller, which <laughs> was like a ten-minute video cassette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, Troll. So good. So, so good. It, want to go back to something David said before just because science <laughs> right if we don't mind diverging back to that whole like Star Wars episode one oh, like why oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still I want to hear about how you're the yourself. villain he's got to still justify himself I want to no, hear about it, how you're the worst sh- villain sh- in America guys, guys, <laughs> guys go ahead Richard no too late no, I've judged so, him you no villain. you can judge me and I feel worse for it um <laughs> <laughs> I, I I admit fully to screwing up, and here's the reason why: because I I guess for the longest time in my head, I was kind of an episode one apologist. Like I felt like the movie wasn't as bad as it is. Like I had watched I you know as myself watching the movie, completely understanding the film and being like, hey, that when people are like it's the worst film, it's like it's not that bad it's it's you know it's got issues but it's not horrendous or anything um until i watched it with at the time i believe she was eight um an eight-year-old child and then the first half hour sitting there with this eight-year-old child being like it it, it's going to get better like I know you don't understand a word they're saying right now because they're talking about Oppenheimer said they're (laughs) they're talking about some type of trade federation and like there's you don't understand why these two groups are fighting or what the hell they're doing. I still don't understand the words they're using. I get it. I understand it. But But it's something that you shouldn't have to understand as a kid. And and look back at the original trilogy. There's a lot of that talk, but no, it happens it, in really exciting it, settings. No, and it places. There's a lot of that talk, but it also makes sense. No, you're right. It, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't does. when you're a kid. Because I didn't even know right. until I was 32 Literally, what though, they were talking if, about. I agree if with that, but those... I don't understand the shit that went down in episode one because it's bullshit. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I, I, can, I, I can rationally explain it. But I can't rationally explain it to an eight-year-old. That's the difference. Like the stuff that they explained during the during episode four or whatever, like when things happened, and you didn't get it. That was literally like they said something that lasted a sentence or two, right? And that and then some other shit happened. Like it was literally like, oh, they said something. I don't get it. No big deal. They moved on from it. Like you you only needed to understand if you needed to. In episode one, the first thirty to forty-five minutes of the fucking movie was a bunch of language that an eight-year-old can't grasp. Do you, do you remember that uh, back when Simpsons was funny, they were making fun of episode <laughs> one, and uh, there's a scene where they're all watching it, they're excited to watch it, and uh, they're at this you know, stupid <laughs> council, and they're just going on and on about amendments, 
And then an adat breaks in through the side wall, and Bart's like, "All right, it's finally going to get good." And then the adat, <laughs> the adat puts on some glasses and goes, "Chairman, I would like to make a motion to Amendment 13." <laughs> to be continued. I, I have, I have one better than that, and it is very Star Wars centric, very politics centric, but also remarkably hilarious. I think it was Park and Recreation. Perhaps oh, Patton Oswalt. Brilliant. Okay, there, there's this thing called filibustering, which is basically when you're having an open council and somebody's allowed to grab this, grab the microphone for however long they want to say whatever they have to say. Does not have to be pertinent to the discussion at hand. It's basically an open mic for anybody with a view. So a lot of people use this filibustering to shut out arguments or to uh, stop the passing of laws. They go into a session and they'll just talk about random shit for however long it takes for the panel to be closed and such a law cannot be passed. So this happens in, I think, like I said, I think it was Parks and Recreation. And Patton Oswalt was there for this episode and they said, well, we don't really have a script for your filibustering patents, so just uh, talk about whatever. So Patton went on this, like, ten-minute-long... Hmm. I, I, I would like to really? say a filibuster, but... It was a, it was it more was a of filibuster. A, it was hilarious. It was a tirade. Yeah, it was, it was his <laughs> script for uh, the new Star Wars movie, right? his script for the new Star Wars movie. And it was fucking brilliant. Pure, <laughs> that really... That was, that was the equivalent... Uh, that was a comedy equivalent of a really, really talented rap or hip-hop artist... Freestyling. My my favorite yeah. part was when my favorite part was when Thanos came in and attacked the Jedi Council or whatever it was. Right. <laughs> and, but no, the, the best part about that that's that's fantastic. Oh, the best part about that is he it. tied it in in a way that one hundred percent works <laughs> because he brought up the fact that Disney now owns both Star Wars and Marvel licenses. And, did you... and he said also the, Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet, which accesses all realities. So, the Infinity Gauntlet can conceivably access the dimension-slash-reality that the Star Wars universe exists in. So Thanos could, for all intents and purposes, invade the Star Wars universe. Right, and they're both and owned by Disney major now, so it's possible. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So he goes on and just fucking nothing but geek comedy gold pours out of Patton Oswalt's mouth during this 10 minute long filibuster and it is fucking amazing. You have to find this and episode. It's not, never it's seen not this. in the show. It's not in the show. The only oh. place you see it is on the tubes they of you. They turned down his volume when they cut away. Wait, from I'm it. sorry, on the, the 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 tubes of you. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm um, going to find this uh is that tomorrow. An Simpson the, the the common folk call it YouTube, but you know, I'm Fancy. I think I remember there's a part where like uh, Boba Fett or something is carrying Chewbacca's bloody head, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't they make like a robot Chewbacca or something? <laughs> That's right. He turns into like yeah, like a spider robot Chewbacca or something like that. Is that is uh, anyway? It was brilliant. brilliant. Mm. So um, what were we talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah, Richard was still apologizing. Yeah, no. No, I, that, that's, that's, we don't even care. My just, science just, experiment was a failure. I'm, I just wanted to know what her reaction was. That's really where Does I Does she know. like Star Wars now? Um, point, po- so, point of the matter is. Okay. Did you ruin her forever? The first chunk of the her? film, 
she did not enjoy it from what I like just looking at her face it's like she was just kind of like what's going on show me in the prequels why you broke her and then afterwards like as as the movie went on and it finally became a little more kid friendly she started to get interested in it Jar Jar Binks yeah was that Jar Jar plus um Naked Harry anything Potter. that didn't involve stupid politic talk like because it was like and even uh, throughout the, even after that, throughout the film, there was still kind of politics being happening and people talking about things. And she'd ask me questions, and I'd have to explain it to her, like what was going on. And it's like, all right. And at that point, I was like, God, what, what, what was her opinion going shit. from episode three to episode four? Did she see oh, a different quality? Or I, I have yet after that mistake, I have yet to go back and go through the other films yet. Oh. Um. At some point, maybe during this summer, we'll sit down and maybe watch the other movies. I'm going to say, it's But I might have to keep watching them in the proper, in the, I'm sorry, not no. the proper order, in the order that I started no, in, just because. just give up, give up on. No, it's an interesting experiment. <laughs> I have to say, from a scientific point of view, we're getting an interesting idea because you actually get to see Jake Lloyd, this person who has never seen the the original trilogy, gets to see Jake Lloyd become this badass Jedi yeah. warrior. Yeah, and, and she's asked me, like, so does this person, like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, you're gonna have to watch the rest of the movies. At some point, I'm gonna have to sit down and watch the rest of the movies with her. Like, but what we almost did, wrong? and instead we wound up watching Harry Potter instead, because I just felt so bad about showing her episode one. <laughs> <laughs> What you did was wrong, and you know it, but... No, uh, I do. I didn't think it was going to be because that bad until I looked at it from the eyes of someone that... The prequel that, uh, trilogy... A, uh, from the eyes of a child. ...is made to be viewed after. Right, but, uh, you know... Uh, it, has, it has cues, you, and musical cues, and it has moments that hearken towards the future, and without yeah, knowing but, what the future Brian, is, those moments mean nothing within the context of... Of just that film, but Brian. I, I, you, you've, you've sort of turned me around now, and as a scientist, I now think that you should go ahead because sometimes scientists. Oh, and excuse me, science so, guy. Sometimes scientists have to create monsters, and Richard, you are creating a monster. You have to see it to completion. But then you have to destroy it if it if it, if it goes poorly. You need to control in any science experiment. Yeah, the control is. Everybody of you know above a certain age that started on episode four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've and, got uh... the controls, and now it's like, all right, let's see what happens when you try this. And now, I mean, you, Brian, you have a kid, and I, you probably weren't going to do the right thing anyway. But I'm just saying. You're well, gonna, well, right? to, to do proper science, we need a sample size of at least thirty kids. So mm. let's let's make this happen. I bet they're out there. <laughs> I'm sure other adults have made this fucking mistake. You should have a support group. I can't be the only retard that decided to show episode one first. So you guys had talked your way through an awful masturbation joke that I was going to make. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no. no we want to hear it. It's, I don't remember what it is. I'm sure it was very appropriate considering the age of the girl that Richard was subjected to. It had nothing to do with it. Basically, it was a... Uh, you know, this is very important to see it through the end, and I was going to be like, unlike me when I'm jerking off and get bored. Oh, I'm mm. so sorry. I wish I could have been there for that. Yeah, no, I know. 
Like I said, it wasn't important to say. But when Sebastian gets of age, have you showed him any any Star Wars? Oh, good question. I tried to. I tried. Ah. He's so obsessed. My son is so obsessed with pirates. Mm. I cannot show him anything. Space pirates. Go go uh, show him space pirates next, and then go to Star Wars. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh my god. Star Wars. Star Wars is kind of pirate-esque. Ice like, Pirates. Yeah, ice pirates. You, you, you would think that? Yeah. Definitely not. Lack of eye patches. Yeah, they're not place. wearing the right... They don't have enough makeup on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you could show them Galaxina. That's kind of... I'm going, I'm going to take them to see Epic <laughs> next week, so... Mm. Maybe. Maybe that'll bridge it. Well, we've been going to see a lot of movies together, so... That's I mean, cool. That, that's fun. It's good. Do you ever uh, get, like, weird reviews from him? Oh, and he really liked the Croods. We saw that twice together. He loved it. Wow, that's a lot of times to see that. Is it good? Actually, I, I really enjoyed it. I did. I, I believe I, it. I, I quite liked the Croods. It was fun. I'm drawing a blank. Probably the most uh, enjoyable Nicolas Cage film in at least ten years. No way. At least. No is it, was he playing angry? himself, or is this awesome. an animated? Like, what is this? I, I don't know. I mean, you, you can never tell with Nicolas Cage. I don't know. The best Nicolas Cage movie? <laughs> best Nicolas Cage movie of the last ten years? Port of Port of Call, uh, The Bad Lieutenant 2. Are you, uh... Port I of Call, New Orleans. That, that, Are you, you're, you're talking crazy. I'm not talking crazy. It's it's a crazy movie. When yeah. you say, he, like, was he, actually wait, he like, kills a guy, good? He kills a guy, and then there's a scene of the guy's spirit breakdancing, and he goes, shoot him again. His soul's still dancing. <laughs> Just Tommy Lee Jones. Around, like... Wait, who was in the first? That wasn't Tommy Lee Jones. Who was that? Oh, first oh, one was oh, Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Harvey, same thing. It has does nothing Harvey, to do with that. Does Harvey Keitel come out and like cock slap James, uh, <laughs> no, James Gandolfini a, oh, or no, something? No, it's not in there. But there was a Harvey, scene. Yeah, of, like, there's a really uncomfortable scene of Nick Cage like shaking down a prostitute, which is mm, so hilarious. Wait, was it more? Was it disturbing? It's both. It's both disturbing sorry. and hilarious. I put a pretzel in my mouth. I'm sorry, people listening. Put a pretzel in your mouth. So That's the how Harvey we're ending Cartel these version. podcasts now. Put a pretzel in your mouth. <laughs> the Harvey Cartel version. We got corporate sponsors. <laughs> we just got sponsored by Uts. No, I'm just kidding. By pretzels. Pretzels. <laughs> oh, pretzels. What, what are some of the... All of them. Yeah, Rolled gold. Sniders. You're trying to make Does, a point. No, I was just asking a question. Just, uh, is there anything as disturbing as a Harvey Keitel version of that instance? Because if for people that haven't seen The Bad Lieutenant, he kind of stops these two girls that are, I think they might have been speeding or something. Whatever they were doing, they shouldn't have been doing it. They might have been driving drunk, whatever. And he pulls his cock <laughs> out. <laughs> and they don't touch it or anything, but... One of the girls who's kind of, sort of famous, like she's done other things afterwards. Heather Graham. Uh, no, but like she's been in other things, like other, like you'll see her be like, oh, that girl. Like you don't know her name because no one. Ursula Andress. But the Ooh. other girl has to kind of pretend she's blowing him without actually blowing him. Pushing along. It's a very similar scene. I don't uh, want to ruin it. All right, fair enough. It's almost like a remake in some ways, but it's also oh. just this totally new thing, and it's so ridiculous. He, he there's this hallucinatory iguana. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it better? The, the better whole movie kicks Cabin off Boy. because Colonel Gentleman's list of famous women who need a good smack on the mouth. <laughs> Have you guys Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> She's an inhuman monster. <laughs> Have you guys been watching the new season? 
I haven't seen that. I'm kind of done. Of what? what uh, what? Adventure Brothers? Yeah. Oh, God, it's no, I great. Seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't recorded, but I haven't watched it. It's so funny. It's. Uh, it hasn't missed a Speaking beat. of Adventure Brothers, holy shit. So I, I finally watched the um, uncensored Blu ray cut of season three. Dude, there is a lot of actual animated dick in that show. Wow. Like, I thought it was all blurred out, even when you got, like, I didn't, like, I knew they probably add the, like, oh, fuck shit, because they say that throughout the show a lot. Yeah. I didn't know they actually animated the wieners. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. And there's actually uh, the, the Miss Invisible, the Fantastic Four character. Mm. Uh, they have her, and, like, she's naked for, like, a split second, but there are oh. dicks aplenty throughout the entire season. That explains a lot. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. I'm, all right. Which I was like, dicks? I gotta see this. I, I gotta see this for myself. I, I gotta, I gotta taste test Venture Brothers season. I wanna science. I, I wanna see. I, I have see it. I, I, I take I a shot in my mouth for science, and I still haven't watched it. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> there you have it. That, that's it. That's how we're ending the podcast. Taking yeah, a shot in the mouth for science. How much time have we put in? About an hour. It's about another Did hour. Did we get through up. everything on the list of things you wrote down? Yeah, I was no, watching that from over there. So, so last thing we need to talk about, though, Dave, Dave you brought this up uh, very subtly, <laughs> and I honestly do want to hear about it, because we went to PyCon uh, last oh, summer, yeah. I believe it was. Is that a convention for pies? No, it's... it's and Omega Moves. And the Omega Moves, yes. Uh, lambda, 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 and Omega moves. They come here. I can do the whole rap. That's how bad it is. Um, so, Dave, you played this game. I wanted to play it. I didn't actually play it. There's a card game, and you picked a copy. Of it. I, I did, but and honestly, before you even start, I finally played Cards Against Humanity for the first oh, time two so weeks good. ago. Fucking amazing! That game is so much fun. I can't even begin to describe. But you have I do. a different game. I do, and and it's called it's called Kittens in a Blender. I'm holding up a picture for people on the other side. It's so cute. It's adorable. Kittens in a Blender. Can we take a screen It's cap? a really simple game. Oh, it's play. a lot of fun. I think you need at least three people to play it. Four would be... And at least two kittens. <laughs> <laughs> it's And uh, the game was out of print for a while. It still may be out of print, but they keep promising to bring it back to print, but... I just found a copy of it, and it's so much fun. Essentially, we're each playing a color, and you have all these kins associated with color. I'm going to hold up a picture for certain people to see. This is Pancake. They name all the little kins, and they're adorable. And your goal in the game is to save all your kittens from ending up in the blender. But you want to blend up all of your opponent's kittens, too. And it is a adorable it's really simple it's a lot of fun easy party game and what's more fun than blending up pretty little kittens <laughs> that's tiny tiny's adorable tiny. yeah it's great because i like that they name all their little kittens this one's called ham sandwich <laughs> i played the game with dave and the game was fun as heck it was it would it probably only took like 20 or 30 minutes or something like that i think yeah it's a really quick game. um it feels yeah. like you would cry at the end of the game no matter whether you won you know, or if, lost you oh, find, well, you, that you depends get a, on how you like if you like kittens yeah and, and, and you get a card like you get <laughs> richard hates kittens by the way i just want you guys to know that <laughs> but you get you get a card like pancake who has like an adorable picture and when 
pancake ends up in the blender before the blend button is actually pushed, you're actually sad for Dave a moment. So and then right and then you have kitten juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, what happens to the kitten juice who drinks it? Uh the, <laughs> well, I guess I guess since it's a, a, a amalgamation of a bunch of people's kittens, you know, you have to share you have to share the bloody sweetness. This actually now that we're talking about this we should blend this game into a drinking game. Yes. Where if you if your kitten gets blended, you have to drink. You are not putting my cat in a blender. Well, not if you play your well. Your cat isn't a kitten. It's old. We don't I'm not trying to actually, my cat is old. So I, I wonder <laughs> if there is a Dante kitten in the in the box or anything. We can we only like fresh young. <laughs> we can make a Dante kitten. We can make new cards. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a card game. It's a card game. Yeah, well, it, it's a board game. It's a card that game that involves yeah. cards. No, I, I, no, does, does the word board, board game board. come from the board or being bored? Oh, you're right. There was actually, a board actually, involved, right? Sort little column of a, a little column. The, you you take the box and and part of the box represents the blender and the other part of the box represents a box. Yeah. And if your kids yeah. like can hide in the box, they can they can get to safety. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like your your kittens either get blend like they're either safe blended or you know in your hand I guess. <laughs> so support these guys, get them if they're not already producing new ones. Who makes it? It is made by the Brothers Nudson, spelled with a K N U D S O N. The Brothers Nudson game. <laughs> the K stands for killing kittens. <laughs> yes. And that's my that works. Fun game. Yay! So. I guess that just about covers it, guys. You have yeah. any, uh, any, uh, any, any final words from anybody? Well, E3 was fantastic. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Like, E3, yeah, that, that seemed interesting. we got to talk about that. I wanted to say that uh, I want Dark Souls 2 now, mm. and I have The Last of Us coming to me tomorrow. Oh, well, was Dark Souls, was that, the, uh, was that the game that was basically a, a sort of... Um, a, a, a heartfelt remake of Ghouls and Goblins? Or... Almost, like, almost. Like, yeah. there were times when you'd just, you'd go and it would be an innocent staircase and you'd take one step towards it and a flaming barrel would come down and they don't give you much ability to, I mean, you can roll out of the way and fall to your death <laughs> you can try to block it with a shield and burn to death, you know, like... Well, I mean, I know there was so one game like that was Dragon's sort of like Lair. a... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, God, the the fucking dumb blue the old games. Those are all laser discs. If you like old yeah. school games, Dark Souls slash, I mean, the original was called Demon's Souls, and it was only for the PlayStation Three. But okay, Dark so that's Souls... not exactly what I was thinking. Because there was a game that came out for GameCube that was literally a sort of sort of sequel to Ghouls and Goblins. Ghouls mm. and Goblins. No, no, it didn't no. have any like actual. Actual it, sequel. I mean, you got hit and you'd be in your box of shorts what, the whole night. No, no, what no. Genre, what, this one was. What genre? This one is. What genre is this game? Is it a horror genre? I would call it. Mm. I would call it survival RPG. Now, I'm trying to think of how to describe. It's it. an action game, and it's got like a really good. It's got a really good. Whatchamacallit? I UI. love whatchamacallit. Yeah, not a UI so much as like a. I, would, I had a Butterfinger earlier today. Like it, the gameplay. The sword play is really good. You can do sort of the slashes and you can do the like backstabs and stuff and all that. But in, enemies can kill you in like two hits depending on what you're wearing. And, you know, if you put on heavy armor and you try to roll 
it's like a walrus trying to roll out of the way of a nuclear bomb, you know? <laughs> like, it's it's so slow and clunky, and there's just no way you're ever going to get out Can of the I, I want to play the game with the walrus and the nuclear bomb. Yeah, the <laughs> It's a, it's a John Lennon. Game. <laughs> that sounds. That game sounds awesome. That's that sounds exactly the sort of game that I like to. That's play. next. That is what next gen should have been. It should have been more walruses wearing armor. <laughs> I'm just hoping they make a, a new wave of samurai. What is samurai? I like Onimusha. Mm. Also. Onimusha. This is not even the same game remotely. No. Onimusha. Uh, wave of samurai was the closest thing where you get to a new Bushido blade. Yeah, I kind of remember that sort of. It was like around no, the time no, no, the no, PS2 no. got launched. What? Deadliest, what? deadliest weapons. Deadliest catch? Deadliest, that was a terrible deadliest, game. Deadliest, uh, deadliest warrior. De- based, say on, the word deadliest? based on the Spike TV show of the same oh, game. Oh, goodness. It's mm. actually a really fun game. And you can like take out the guy's arm. Yeah. And it falls off and he has to fight with one arm. And you can kill a guy in one hit. Like the pirate can throw like a bomb. And it could just blow you up instantly. It's fantastic. I did, did Sounds like somebody could fly. That's actually the sequel. That's actually the sequel, Deadliest Warrior 2. I think. It was a sequel to Deadliest Catch? No. <laughs> <laughs> or Deadliest Catch. Deadliest Which I still catch. own, I think, and have yet to throw in my 360. You like. have Deadliest Catch? I, I have yeah, Deadliest Catch also. this guy. <laughs> yeah. Is it good? It, you know, I, I think Mannix and I were they talking exactly about it at one point. The boats. water rendering was, like, amazing, but... The game was yeah, so clunky, like in just the way it operated, and I sucked at it. That was the other problem with it. I was so bad <laughs> at it. <laughs> My boat kept breaking Maybe down. I'd like, game and not I'd, you. I'd break a crane, and I'd have to go back to port. It's, it was like ah, <laughs> came always came at last. In in real life, because you do that type of stuff, sort mm-hmm. of like, how often does that happen where something breaks and you're just like, holy crap, we're we gotta go back to port. You know, uh, it, it happens actually, but usually they have ways of just uh, you know jury rigging things so everything so everything actually does work. But uh, it, it, all that stuff is possible. You know, something breaks. Oh fuck, we gotta go back. That's it. Ends, man. This we we gotta travel for the next twenty hours back home. Wait, are we in the presence of a shrimp boat captain? Uh, For those that don't know, Dave is a marine biologist that works for the state of Massachusetts. And Uh, he goes, uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, whatever. And he Uh, goes, (laughs) 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 and and they go out to sea and and he does a bunch of experiments. I work with fishermen and we test fishing gear. And, uh, you know, we're... And they test fishing gear while Dave stands on the side and goes... Do you ever show episode one to any of the dolphins or crabs in your presence? <laughs> Dave, I, I would get thrown off the side of, of the boat if I showed episode one. If mm-hmm. I turned off the porn and showed episode one, I'd be gone. Oh, God. So, wait, God. how many guys are on these boats? Uh, it's usually about a crew of about four crewmen and sometimes two or three scientists. And you're out for about a week at a point, right? Yeah, when we're doing CERN work, yeah. We do week-long trips. And you're watching porn, so you have about, like, say, seven guys on a boat after a week. <laughs> How long does it take before things start to get a little uncomfortable? Yeah, like, you start looking really What's sexy. the breaking Five point? minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I gotta I tell you, I actually... wasn't on a boat. I worked at Master Control part time during. You worked for Master jobs. Control. 
Master Control, which is where suck. It's where take my power. All TV comes from. Like all TV must be funneled through Master Control. That's how TV works. Some guy puts a VHS tape. Like companies spend multi-billion dollars, right, to make this to make this red, like ultra HD version of their show, and then someone dubs it to a VHS tape. And at Master Control, they put it in, and they press play when it's time for you to watch it. <laughs> put him in the games. And uh, and I would go there, and the guys would be watching porn on, like, nine screens at once. <laughs> the entire place would just be a giant porn wall. In my mind, nothing of what you said just now existed after you said the words, I worked for Master Control. <laughs> I know, I know. All I could think was a Master Control program from Tron, and that was it. And I like, know. You said porn, and I imagine like this spinning face turning into like, <laughs> tits or something. And Tron throwing his deadly disc into a vagina. What? Mm. When did that happen? You know, I it like, happened that it's eleven like o'clock Tron. and I'm tired. I like Tron mm. so much more than Tron Legacy. And mm. Tron. I'm afraid yeah. they just have lost the the heart and soul. I I I, Tron, I watched. Oh, sorry, Tron. Whatever. I watched. I watched the entire animated Tron, Tron series. I don't know if any of you guys did. It yeah. wasn't bad. It was okay. I, I wish it was a little bit better, but actually the animation was really good, and uh, it followed the storyline uh, going into Legacy. So I recommend it. You know what? So, so's, your, so's your face. <laughs> my, my face is Tron? Uh, Chris, is is up. Chris is giving up. Chris is giving up. I'm he's, tired. Uh, he's ready he's to call it in. Uh, yeah, no. I think we've run a lo- uh, long enough, guys. Yeah? Yes. Longer than you have. Hour show. and ten minutes. Is it time, yeah. to call, is it time to call it? Is it time to call it, guys? Tron. 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 Where's the rule 34 for Tron? You know what? <laughs> don't show me. I don't want to see I'm, that. I'm going to filibuster this podcast now. <laughs> um, wait, 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 what? Go that. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let's see what wait, you can wait, do. Wait, hold on, wait. Do. Hold on. Count, oh, count, Dave count. Which just give me five seconds, and then you can filibuster as much Man, as you want. All right. Spot. Let me let me just okay. say this. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night, and uh, yeah, tune into the next episode next week. Okay, and talking about visionaries, another great thing about that cartoon was that they had all these. Did you turn off the podcast already? No, are you, are you still recording? It's, no, it's, it's, hey. it's still going, but... Uh, you better keep talking. Okay, so visionaries, they have this whole scheme of the way things work, and everybody's got like things on their chest, and they're holding flagpoles, and then Thanos comes in, and now you're making fun of me again, I can see. I'm so sad. No. No, yeah, no, no, no. We're so, we have not... Look, there, David, but... I want to see how long you can go. David. No, I'm not talking. I'm I, done. I'm you've done only got one chance. I'm, I'm done. You've got one I'm chance. Filibustering. No, you're making fun of me. Uh, I I'm not. Well, yes, I'm we're not. making fun. People made fun <laughs> I'm of Ron Paul, too. Because I'm tired. I think I'll filibuster look, a bit. I'd like to talk about that? the films of Wes Anderson and how they relate to my childhood. No, I, I really okay. don't. <laughs> see that? The recording is still going, David. No, I'm going. I'm sad now. We're <laughs> not sad. You know, we can have a podcast of you doing nothing but talking about '80s cartoons for like h- half an hour. Let's do it right now. Woo! Third podcast. I'm done. I- I'm at the point where I'm going to be nothing but sarcastic yeah, no, and gross. Yeah. It, yeah. There's yeah, no I'm way tired. to do another one at this but point. I need no. to sober up a little bit. You do. Just because of this. Okay. Because, <laughs> because of talking to people. Know? We had wine. Did you notice? I don't we know. had it.
You only had like three glasses this time. Dave might have been no, completely sober the whole I, time. I was actually drinking port. I wanted some uh, some better red oh, wine. Oh, awesome. But, uh, all I had was port. So that. Hey, we have Carlo Rossi. Uh, let's, you know, let's stop the podcast. We're sitting here talking about what we've been drinking while we've been recording. Oh, I thought you guys hit stop. So wait, let, let's, hit, let's, hit a, let's hit a point of vote right now. Should we leave the last 10 minutes on the podcast or no? Well, yeah, why oh, not? Wow. I guess. Yes. Let people download it and hear the retardedness that we and talk this, about normally. This is, yeah, this is, this is us. This is us. We feel about string. This isn't us. Well, actually, this whole... We're it's always us. Are we ever, are we ever really fake? No, it's always yeah, us. We're pretty real. We're pretty... But, are you? But well, Brian, because Brian's normally very quiet. Brian gets to the house, and he's like... Today I was very proactive. You were, you were, you were a bit yeah. talkative today. Normally he, he walks in like he's never met me before. Oh, hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, but at the same time, you, you always want to save whatever the hell you've got to save, I guess, for whatever we're going to talk about. So it's like, hey, all right, uh, I want to talk to you right now because I got shit to say. So. And this is why I put the microphone uh, hanging off a chair because Richard yes, likes to uh, bang on the table. Hey, it's fucking eleven something. <laughs> it's time to hit stop. I'm, right. and yes, yeah, I we're did gonna hit stop now. But this, this is this is this fun. is fun. <laughs> this is fun hearing us. This is the behind the scenes. This is the deleted footage. <laughs> the undeleted. The undeleted deleted footage. <laughs> the undeleted <laughs> podcast name. This is never the, deleted footage. This is the uncutting floor. <laughs> <laughs> the, the this, net- is the, this is the this is the the what if what if I didn't get circumcised floor? <laughs> Alright, I'm taking it too far, we'll tire oh, it. Yeah, it was. Like, we're like, all circumcised here, right? You promise. I don't know. What are you talking about? Maybe I'm not. What do you right. mean? No, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You trying to figure it out? You wanna see? Uh I think you just tell me. <laughs> oh. Well now you've disappointed. Good night, Brian. <laughs> Look, I have Mountain Dew. And I have this much wine left. I'm going to finish it. Good night, Richard. Good night, sir. Good times. Good, Good night, David. Good night, everybody. Woo! Good night, listeners. Good night, listeners. Wherever you are. Tell us what you think. God damn it, you're so quiet. I'm so sick of your reticence. Reticence? I think basically Brian wants comments on our podcast. Post. Yeah, give us comments. So if you're still listening to this uh, incessant rambling that's going on at this point for the past God knows how many minutes that we've been doing it, uh, yeah, just leave a comment. Leave a comment, and we'll totally get back to you. Uh, I'll send you a picture of me mocking, mock hugging you. Not mock. I'm not. I won't send you a picture of me mocking you, uh, mock hugging, and you could Photoshop uh, me hugging you. Mm. And if I'll, you send that to us, it's even better. I'll totally post And that. you should Photoshop Mannix hugging a, 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 a one of polar bear Cthulhu. I was gonna Cthulhu. I was gonna work it into the contest, but that's cool. Oh no! I, I got Domo. Domo. I can I could be spooning with Domo and Superman. Oh wait, yeah. Sorry, it, has to, to, it still has to have a DC. Real quick, just to verify, end of end of contest is the end of the month. End of the month. Okay. End and the, the winners month. will be decided the first week of July. This is like one of those conversations right. where you're like, oh, okay, good night, honey. I love you. Good night, honey. I love you. I love you, I love you too. You.